Good morning, everybody. Mostly lower trade in the grain markets here early on Friday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down one and three quarters at 5.27 and a half. November soybeans down one and a quarter at 12.83. December Chicago wheat down a quarter cent at 7.17 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down two cents at 7.18. December spring wheat down one and a quarter at 9.10 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review. If you are watching on YouTube, like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, We are growing quickly here, so I appreciate it. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website click on grain marketing plan check out this subscription service guys i've talked a lot about it here Uh, i do every day but uh, if you're looking for some additional assistance from me there's a ton of info here this is a no obligation monthly deal cancel at any time Uh, certainly check this thing out this weekend if you have some time Uh, to get into the headlines here this morning corn export sales were poor last week total sales for the week just 373,000 metric tons they were down sharply versus uh, the same week last year ongoing issues at the gulf are likely the culprit here we've had a few poor weeks of corn export sales here i think a lot of this again revolves around the issues at the gulf but total commitments for the marketing year are still 10 percent above last year their record high uh the the corn book is good soybeans on the other hand um sales were okay 902,000 or 903,000, but uh, also down quite a bit versus the same week last year Total soybean commitments for the marketing year are down 35% versus last year, and that is a problem. USDA projects that we're only going to be down 7 or 8% year over year in regard to exports. So we've really got some work to do in regard to soybean export sales. And again, I think that the issues at the Gulf are, are probably uh, an issue there in regard to sales as well. Wheat sales were okay at 356,000. Total wheat commitments, however, are the second worst in at least 10 years. So wheat sales are not great, but the wheat situation is tight and we've had some crop issues. The U.S. Corn Belt is going to be mostly dry here over the next seven days. Now you've had areas of the Eastern Corn Belt in particular that have been pretty wet here over the last two or three days. And these areas of, you know, parts of Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, further east, they'll need some time to dry out. But over the next seven days here, I mean, you could see here, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, down into Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, further east. Those areas are all going to be uh, mostly dry here over the next seven days. North Dakota, South Dakota, same deal. You may see a little bit of rain here in uh, parts of Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. But the Corn Belt looks really pretty wide open. Uh, Not only are you going to see a a lack of rainfall, you're also going to see warmer temperatures. You can see here that um, in areas of the western Corn Belt and northern plains and down into part of the southern plains, temperatures are going to run on average 10 to 12 degrees above normal over the next seven days. So you've got really what looks to be a a pretty good looking harvest window here over the next uh, week or so. And that's not for everybody, but that's certainly for a good chunk of U.S. corn and soybean growing areas. Corn planting in Argentina is beginning quickly. Farmers are taking advantage of uh, generally favorable conditions in regard regard to soil moisture. The grain exchange there said the country's corn crop was 8.5% planted, up from 2.3% the week prior. Uh, They said they'll need some more rain for growers to complete early season corn planting. The exchange is projecting the crop at 55 million metric tons. That would be a new record uh, by quite a bit if realized. both in in 2019 and in 2020 uh, usda says that they harvested 51 million metric tons so 55 would be a record crop by a fairly wide margin if realized 
USDA will release its weekly grain stocks, or I'm sorry, quarterly grain stocks and small grain summary report next Thursday. The September 1 stocks report uh, can be a big market mover. It has historically sometimes been associated with big time volatility. Uh, we essentially are provided with the old crop carryout numbers for corn and soybeans, given that the market year ends on October on August 31st, of course. Some have argued that uh, USDA may be too high or, or maybe they have been too high with their corn stocks numbers in particular. When you think about the corn situation, you know, just felt like there was there was some extreme tightness there. We saw some red hot basis levels pre-harvest in the corn market. Uh, maybe the corn stocks just aren't there, but uh, we'll find out on um, next Thursday. And I will uh, talk about that in a little bit more detail next week. You've also got the small grain summary along with that. And as part of that small grain summary, you're going to get some more details about the U.S. spring wheat crop. You know, nobody's been talking a whole lot about the crop failure that we had this year in regard to U.S. spring wheat production, largely because the market just hasn't done a whole lot. But um, overall, that's that's still a major issue, and there may be some more questions uh, that are answered next Thursday. The U.S. stock market rallied sharply yesterday. The S&P 500 gained 1.2% yesterday for its best day since July. The index sat only 2% from all-time highs at yesterday's close. The Dow Jones was up 506 points. That's about 1.5%. Both indexes now positive for the week as of yesterday's close following that early week fiasco regarding Evergrande and, and uh, China, that whole thing. There's still concerns there, but the markets have rallied back. Weekly jobless claims were higher than expected at 351,000. I've showed you guys this chart before, but I'm going to show it to you again because I think that uh, when we go back and look at COVID and what COVID did, uh, this is going to be one of the craziest things that you see. Uh, this is weekly jobless claims. Weekly jobless claims in April of 2020 spiked to 6.1 million. We had never seen a print above a million in the modern era here, dating back to at least the 1970s prior to COVID. We spiked up over 6.1 million at one point in April, 2020. We're back to 351,000. Um, I think we were running like 215,000 ballpark uh, two years ago in September pre-COVID. So we're working our way in the back in the right direction here. But uh, this is one of the craziest COVID charts that there is out there or charts associated with the COVID timeframe and what COVID actually did. What it actually did is destroy the job market. And uh, we're going back in the right direction here, but I think we've still got some work to do. The uh, cattle market has acted well. We never really saw a big sell-off in in uh, conjunction with the sell-off we saw in the stock market early in the week. Fat cattle were mixed yesterday. Feeder cattle were, mi were mixed yesterday. Cash cattle has been light, uh, 123 to 124 in the south, 124 in Nebraska. The box beef market was lower yesterday. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is marginally higher. The stock market is lower. The S&P is off about 16 points. The Dow's off about 100. Bonds marginally lower. Uh, we've got the gold up, silver marginally lower. Crude oil is about unchanged. Uh, everybody have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.